Hey guys, Darren Bentley here. And before we get started, I wanted to make a special announcement. We have officially opened registration for the Private Money Conference, which is a three-day live event where you will learn directly from Jay and his team how to raise thousands of dollars in private money to fund all of your real estate deals. Now, in today's changing market, more and more people are losing out to other investors because most of those investors have the cash to fund these deals. Did you know that you are missing out on 87% of the real estate deals out there because you don't have access to private money? Sadly, most real estate investors don't even know this is the reason why they continue to lose deal after deal. And with everything that's happening in the market today, you absolutely need every advantage available to you. And having access to unlimited amounts of private money is your big advantage. So to register for this live event, head over to jconnor.com forward slash event. Again, that is jconnor.com, J-A-Y-C-O-N-N-E-R.com forward slash event, where you will be able to lock in your seat for this live in-person three-day event, which takes place June 12th, 13th, and the 14th in beautiful North Carolina. But you got to be fast because there are a limited number of seats, and when they are gone, they're gone. So again, to take advantage of this incredible event and to learn how to raise all the private money you'll ever need directly from Jay Connor and his team, head over to jayconnor.com forward slash event. Again, that is jayconnor.com, J-A-Y-C-O-N-N-E-R.com forward slash event. Now let's get into today's episode. Well, hello and welcome to another episode of Real Estate Investing with Jay Connor. I'm Jay Connor, your host and also known as the Private Money Authority. And if you are uh, tuning in for the first time to the show, I want to give you a special welcome. You may be tuning in from one of our YouTube channels or you may be on iTunes or Google Play. No matter where you're from, we're glad you're here. And if this is your first time, we talk about all things related to real estate investing. We talk about single family houses, commercial, apartments, storage buildings, self-storage, land, and everything you can think of. We talk about how to find deals, how to get your deals funded, how to sell quickly, how to automate your business. And if you've been tuning in over the last few months, you know that we have just amazing guests and experts that come here on the show. Today is no different. But before I introduce my special guest today, I've got a gift for everybody. You know, I'm known as the Private Money Authority and what we talk about when it comes to funding your deals. In this world of real estate investing, we don't rely on mortgage companies or banks or hard money lenders. We get our funding when we pay all cash with private money from private lenders. When I was first started investing in real estate deals, over 16 years ago, my first six years, I relied on getting funding from the local banks. And then I was cut off like everybody else in 2009 with no notice. And I was introduced to this wonderful world of private money. Since that time, I've never missed out on a deal because I didn't have the money. And I've got a free on-demand masterclass on the internet that will reveal to you the five easy steps 
of having no funding for your deals to having hundreds of thousands of dollars ready to fund your deals. That masterclass is called Where to Get the Money Now, and I'm going to give you all the website right now that you can make a note of. In fact, we'll put it up. If you're watching on one of our video channels, we'll put it right up here on the video right, uh, on the uh, video right now to where you can go check it out. It's at www.jayconner.com forward slash money podcast. That's Jay Connor, J-A-Y-C-O-N-N-E-R.com forward slash money podcast. Go check it out and you'll see very quickly how to get funding for your deals. Again, that's got nothing to do with your mortgage company, your banks, or your hard money lenders. With that, on with today's show. I'm so excited to have on the show with me, Josiah Rivera, who's from down in Florida. He's one of my ultra, ultra successful students that are he and his father are in my platinum group also in my high-end top-level mastermind group and I've invited Josiah to come on here to share his story with you all and with that Josiah welcome to the show hey Jay glad to be here man thank you so much for uh, joining me here on the show Josiah I tell you you are an inspiration I mean my land you're like you know, you're building your empire right now and and how old are you, 14? <laughs> I look 14. Yeah, puberty was hard on me. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, how old are you, uh, Josiah? I'm 23. 23 years old. You started in this business how long ago? At the, just all together or real yeah, estate? All, all, yeah, when, when did you do your first deal? I guess technically my first deal was as a realtor, if you want to say deal, I guess, but transaction, I was 20. So, so I've, been, so I've been in it for a little bit. Gotcha. And you've been, you and your father, you all have been in my world now for what? Well, you came into the platinum program, what, about six months ago? I lose track of March. Time. It was March. Yeah, so let's see here. So yeah, about, about six months ago you came in. Mm -hmm. And so yeah. you've got just an amazing story. You know, what we want to talk about here on the show is, well, first of all, you're not even old enough to be a millennial, are you? What are you? No, no I'm actually the last year. I'm, the, yeah, the, the last year of being a millennial is 1996, and that's when I was, uh, that's <laughs> so you actually are uh, barely a, a millennial. Barely, yeah. So anyway, barely. what I want to talk with you here on the show about is the advice that you can give other, you know, young people that are in their, like, you know, early 20s, and, uh, well, let's just go ahead and start with that. Well, first of all, let's let everybody know a little bit about yourself. So uh, the deals that you've done so far, approximately... How much profit and equity have, have you made so far since you started investing in real estate? So say, say just over the past year, year and a half. Okay. So I, I went full-time last August. So August of 2018. So, so a little bit over a year ago. A little bit over a year ago. Uh, and as of uh, the end of November, we'll be approaching, we'll have a little bit over six figures. Nice. So, in, so profit and equity over six figures and like, just a little bit over a year. So with that being established, I mean, you know what you're, you know what you're doing, you're doing deals. What advice can you go ahead and give just right off the bat to, you know, people your age who are looking to get into real estate investing? I mean, the challenges that you had to overcome. I mean, what advice can you give people your age? Plan. So my biggest advice I think would be to 
plan and know what you want to do. What are your interests? Especially if you're a young entrepreneur, you want to be doing something that you're really passionate about and then become totally obsessed with it and become an expert very quickly because that's how you're going to get over that age hurdle. When you're talking to a seller, say if you're in real estate, right? So if, you, if you're talking to a seller, they know whether or not you're an expert or not just from, by the way you speak, your, uh, you know, how you pull up, uh, your demeanor and how much you know um, and are, are subconsciously aware and, and the problems that you can solve them. So the, the more you become an expert in your field, the better you're going to do. And that was probably one of the biggest aha moments uh, as of like how to describe exactly what I was thinking last mastermind meeting was framing yourself as an educator and your framing is just so, so key, especially when there's an age issue, or at least you think there's an age issue when you're going in, because if a lot of the times, you know, sellers are a lot older than, you know, they've had, uh, they've had houses for a little while, you know, it's a different ball game and you're coming in and you don't have that much money and, and it, you might be a little bit intimidated, but if you really know your stuff, you can really help people out and make an impact and, and they know, that you're legit. So let's give that a little bit of color and flesh that out, Josiah. So you were just mentioning at our last mastermind meeting, one of your aha moments was taking a way to frame yourself as an educator. What does that mean? So it means that when you are either whether on the phone or in person, your body language, your tonality, everything has to just be subconscious confidence. Meaning when they look at you, they, you can just tell if someone's legit or not, or if they really know their stuff or if they're sharp and being sharp is one of the, the most important things uh, when you're young, because they're like, wow, you know, who's this guy? He owns a, you know, he owns a company or whatever. He's like, you must come from a rich family or something. And then like, oh no, no, I started it. Yeah, I started it. And then they're like, what? I'm sorry. Where are you getting all this? So avoiding questions that may be a, a mental obstacle to getting the deal done they don't even get asked when you're framing yourself as an educator and you're adding uh, information to people uh, first. So I try, to, I try to come up and be as confident as possible um, and really know my stuff and, and kind of think of myself as more of a consultant to point them in the right direction, whether that's doing business with me or not. What kind of deals uh, have you been doing or are you doing? I mean, there's all kinds of real estate deals. There's wholesale deals mm -hmm. where you, you know, you, you get, you get a property under contract, you assign that to another real estate investor to take it down. You know, you do, there's lease optioning, there's funding with private money, there's rehabbing, fixing and flipping. What kind of deals have y'all been doing? So we have been focusing on uh, wholesaling. So I actually hate construction. <laughs> so I don't like it. My strengths are in marketing and sales. So I try to stick to that. So I really have that business mind frame of get revenue in the door as fast as possible and move on to the next one. And I also just enjoy the actual deal, the hunt, right? The, the closing part. And once it's closed, that part's over. Right. And then you're not paid yet if you're going to go in and actually flip it. Right. So I, I feel like I'm like, oh, gosh, well, I just set myself up, you know. So that's just a mental thing for me, but it's just not my business model. I like to get, keep things short term, get in, get out, get a check and move on unless I'm going to take it down for cash flow or if I'm going to take over the debt subject to and, and go that route. I've got a good friend that uh, does a lot of wholesale deals. And I heard him recently say, he said, Jay, he says, People say they're in the wholesaling business. He says, the way I look at my business is I'm really not in the wholesaling business. I'm in the marketing business. You know, you, you mentioned that uh, you love marketing, you love sales. 
So tell everybody, what does your wholesaling business look like? In other words, what's your front end funnel look like on how you're locating deals and just take us through, give us a 30,000 foot view of step-by-step -step, what's your wholesaling business look like. Sure. So we do a ton of cold calling. That's how I got my first deal. And that's how I'm probably going to get my last deal, to be honest with you. You're saying cold calling, like you, you are calling up people that like, they have no idea who you are and you're just like, boom, calling them up. Yep, absolutely. So what we do is I still have not delegated the data creation yet, you know, or, or pulling lists and things like that from online sources. I think that's kind of a CEO's job, making sure that your business is in the right direction and providing really good data to your team so that they have the highest likelihood of, of closing deals. So I, I really like to be involved in the data process and making new lists and, and testing things out. So I take care of that end. And then once it's skip traced, which is essentially sending in a, a large list, a, a supplier online, like, you know, there's, there's a ton of them. Uh, if you just Google skip tracing, you have a, a, a thousand of them, you know, but they'll send you numbers if they have them. You send them a list of addresses uh, with names of the owners. Whenever uh, they have those numbers, they'll send them back to you and you just call them up. Who's your favorite skip tracing service right now? We use batch skip tracing. Yeah, batch, it, batch skip tracing. Mm -hmm. It's been the most affordable and the, and the most effective so far. Got you. Let's make sure our audience is up with us. So you're getting a list. Now, what's your favorite kind of list to get? What kind of, you know, what kind of potential sellers or, or list are you getting? So it just kind of depends. We've been testing out several different ones. I really like driving for dollars lists. And if anyone doesn't know what driving for dollars is, is when you or someone on your team actually will drive around neighborhoods and look for distressed properties, write down the address. You go and look them up and see in public record and see who owns the property and then make a big list like that. That's a great way to get started. It's very cost effective as well. I also really like probates and inheritance. Those are huge. My biggest deals have been from probates for sure. And I guess so, so you get your list. So you've got driving for dollars, you're getting the physical addresses. Then you look up on public record who the owner is. And so then mm -hmm. you get these lists of names and then you send it to your skip tracing service for them to provide you phone numbers, right? Correct. Yep. And then you start calling them up. Do you use a uh, automated dialer or do you dial them one at a time? We sure do. <laughs> we actually use Mojo Dialer. Mojo. Um, it's yeah, yeah, it's a triple line dialer. You can, it's just way more efficient. So I highly recommend that. And it, uh, for the price, I think, I think it's like 150 to $107 per user and set, setting up your team with that is just a great way to, to not make them hate themselves for <laughs> having to hand dial everything, you know? In other words, uh, it sounds like you went down that road uh, when you started <laughs> out without using an automated dialer, right? 100%. Cause you can only, you can only hit maybe a hundred dials, you know, a day manually for you're just like, Oh my gosh, man, I, got, I have other things to do, you know? So um, uh, how's the automated dialer work? I mean, you upload the phone numbers into the software and then you sit down and, and what happens? It, it is extremely good. I'm, I don't, I'm not an affiliate for Mojo or whatever. This is just for personal experience. It has been absolutely phenomenal and it's totally blown the brakes off of our business. Once we actually started applying it, I had been doing manual calls for a long time and it was just, it is just terrible, but you pay your dues, you know, and you do learn and, and you kind of get in the trenches that way. But I highly recommend Mojo just because whenever you upload, so that after that list is done, uh, getting skip trace, you get it back in an Excel spreadsheet 
you can auto-populate it into Mojo, and Mojo will pretty much take it from there. It, it, they'll say, all right, which columns do you want us to keep, right? And then you say, okay, these ones, and then it'll just automatically upload it with all of the numbers, um, and you just click on that, and you can just hit go, and you're ready to go. How many people can you realistically talk to in a day or in an hour? In an hour, so it just kind of depends on the length of the conversation, on, especially on inheritance lists. A lot of them are either, the ones that want to do business with you anyways, are a little older, so they like to talk a little bit more. So just be prepared for that. It just kind of depends on the list. If it's like an, a basic list, like an absentee owner list, the owner doesn't necessarily live at the property, then it's, it might be quick. It might be a quicker yes, no, but, it, but I would say we are, we're usually getting about 5% of the people on the, uh, out of all of the dials per hour. So for every like hundred dials, we're getting anywhere from like five to 10 people on the phone. And then from that, usually about one lead per hour, one lead sheet an hour. Gotcha. How many lead sheets have you got to get on average before you do a deal? About six. So. Wow. That's amazing, Josiah. So out of six property lead sheets, you're doing a deal. So it, Yeah, somewhere. It varies. Anywhere from six to 10. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. In my world, if, if you're getting uh, one out of 15, you're doing uh, really good. But, you know, we got another Mastermind uh, member, Crystal and Dan, mm -hmm. that uh, have just been amazing. I, I think she's been running like around about eight, eight or so. She's, she's a beast. I swear. She's awesome. <laughs> I mean, she, she was like, yeah, what is that? A conversion rate? Oh, everybody calls when he turns into a deal. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. That's awesome.